I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Stop trying to manage. I am uh, out in California for the second day of Taki Moore's event um, for his Black Belt mastermind and uh it was just an awesome day today we had so much fun you know he's Taki attracts a very earnest very legit very real very authentic crowd of people that um we had a ton of real conversations people were very transparent about their businesses where they are where they really need help you know it made me feel very comfortable to do the same thing it just was an awesome uh event and i'm so glad that i had the opportunity to be here and uh you know, I had a lot of conversations with people and one of the things that comes up so often, as soon as people find out what I do, as soon as a mastermind finds out what I do, as soon, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people in the room and within the first two or three things, somebody, t- you know, some, somebody tells me, they'll say, well, I just want you to know I'm, I'm really not a good manager because they know I'm known for helping entrepreneurs build and scale teams. And today I had someone say that, like, you know, I'm just not really a good manager. And I said, great, neither am I. Stop trying to manage. It's totally swimming the wrong way upstream. And they looked at me funny and said, well, don't you help people build teams? And I said, absolutely. But people like you and I should never try to manage. We should just do what we do in our natural strength. We should move into the position of leadership within our company and stop trying to manage anything because we're not good at it. And it makes us feel incompetent and makes us feel broken and frustrated and irritated. And I went on to tell that person, like, listen, I want you to know you can do anything you want. You should just stop trying to do the things you're not good at. And that's how it is for every one of us who doesn't have that natural ability to manage people or doesn't have that natural ability to build teams. You know, we have a, a lot of us have a hard time. The reason that I'm good at building teams today is because I was so terrible at it before. And le- the reason I'm really good at leading teams today and I can help other people do it is because I was a disaster in my 20s. I didn't understand how to lead a team. I didn't understand how to motivate people and how to show them that there's clear outcomes and clear responsibility and accountability for each one of them and transparently show them the results and and measurement. I just drove everyone on my team as hard as I could every day towards this big outcome that none of us really understood. And we failed forward constantly. And it was like a, a absolute contest to see who could put the fires out fast enough. And that was brutal and it's a meat grinder and it felt terrible and I almost died. 
And when I got out of that in my early thirties and found Katie and we got married and we started a life together, I committed to figuring out a better way to do this. And I had already started to figure it out in my twenties, but I wanted to make sure that I really understood this. Like, how do you shift into leadership? Well, here's how you do it. You have to do what less than 1% of companies in the world do, but it isn't as hard as you would think. So there's three things. So first, as the leader of your company, you must create a clear forward planning system where you can sit down with your team in the same way over and over again, and in a methodical, structured way, plan forward what your future successes will be. What is the productivity your company is going to have? What are you actually going to do in the next year? And that forward planning system should be something that you renew over and over again during the year. Because if you lay out a plan at the beginning of the year, you and I both know by the end of January, it's changed. So instead of planning the entire year, you have to understand how to renew the short-term portions of that strategic plan. And when you have a forward planning system that creates a strategic plan, here's what happens. You stop being the entrepreneur that has to fix the problem that just happened, and you can start to anticipate what you're going to need next and start to bring it into the company so you don't have as many problems. That forward planning system allows you to anticipate how to build a team. It allows you to anticipate who you're going to need next, what resources you'll need, what expenses you'll have, what's going to be on the docket for your company. So first to move from management to leadership, you must have a forward planning system because that in and of itself must be there for you to have clear outcomes. And less than 1% of companies have it. I mean, there's some systems and stuff that's out there that, that people try and apply to businesses. And, you know, there's people who, who show people how to get really big, huge visions and stuff. But like less than 1% of companies have a clear strategic planning system. The second part for you to move into leadership. Now, this is important. You have to have a structured and a obsessively dedicated communication system so that your team trusts the beginning of your daily huddle like they trust the nine o'clock news coming on at nine o'clock so that your company has obsessive focus on what matters, your team huddles, your team meetings. When you create a cadence and a structure where every meeting counts and every meeting has an outcome and they don't go off track and everyone stays engaged, your entire business will change. And that communication system where your team knows when they're going to hear from you and how they're going to hear from you and why they're going to hear from you and the meetings are all the same means when somebody moves from one part of your company to another, the meetings are always the same. The structure that you run the business with is the same. And when somebody trusts when they're going to hear from you as a as a as the CEO, they will begin to see you as a more and more competent leader. See, first, you have to have a forward planning system so you can tell the team where you're going. You build trust when you do that. Then you have a communication system so that they hear from you routinely, regularly, and they can expect you to be there. You're not even, never a minute late for your team. They're the most important people in the world to you. There's your family, then there's your extended family, and then there's your team. And... You would never be late to a meeting with the most important people in the world, the people who are helping you create your next evolution, who are helping you change the world. 
And then you, you then, so you have the forward planning system and a structured communication system with rigorous discipline timing where everyone knows they can trust it. When you're not there, it still happens. And then the third thing is a system for systematically building the right positions on the team and the infrastructure of the company bringing in the right people, the right departments, the right divisions, the right organizational chart, and understanding how to do that. And knowing when the right people should come in and knowing when it's time to hire a position, not a contractor, and understanding over time how to manage each, not, not to how to manage, understanding over time how to give each of those people clear outcomes and accountability and uh, absolutely clear results, transparency around what they're doing for every position that you build into your company. And when you do these things, then you will, you will be the leader. When you have a clear forward planning system, a communication system, and a system for systematically building the team, you, that's, you, by default, you become the leader. And when you have a forward planning system where you tell the team where you're going, and then you start to do that as a team each month that goes by that you hit your targets, each month that goes by that you exceed what you said you were going to do, each quarter that goes by that every, you know, 80% of what you set out to do is achieved or more, we're never perfect, but 80% or more is achieved. The team will trust you more and more. They will give you discretionary effort. They will put more of their personal time into the business you own. That you will actually get more out of the investment you are making in your team right now. Think about that. When you make this transition, you actually increase the inherent value of the salary you're paying because you make your team entirely more competent because when they know where you're going and they trust the communication with you and you can build the team out systematically, everyone on the team looks better. Everyone on the team's more competent and success is virtually assured because people, when they have these types of systems, when they have clarity, when there's forward planning, when you tell them where they're going, when you, you leave that in place, you let them all pursue those outcomes, they will all get into momentum. And this is how you build a game-changing team. And today in Taki's room, I can't tell you how many times, you know, it's not my, not my event. I can't jump up and say, oh God, don't do that. But every time I'm in a mastermind like this, there's at least five to 10 comments about a team that just make my stomach churn. I'll share one with you today. There was a gentleman that when Taki said, hey, you know, share what you learned or what you got from this today. He actually said, well, I just you know, had this great idea this morning and I went out and I did a sprint call with my team at lunch and they were looking at me like I was crazy, but they're really excited about it because what happened was this morning, Dean Jackson <laughs> shared this principle and I, I don't remember all of the details, but it was, I think, called the Moo Principle and it's where you're a cow and you don't want to be a self-milking cow. And well, basically the whole point was if you had hoofs, you wouldn't be able to do a lot of stuff. And so Dean Jackson wants you to act like you have hoofs and have your team do everything else. And so that way your team's empowered to do everything around you. And well, so this guy said he had actually gone out and done a sprint call at lunch with his team. So he heard the concept in the morning. You can tell how clear I am on it. I'm sure he was about as clear. 
because it was the first time we'd ever heard it. And we heard it in a theoretical, not in a tactical way. So it wasn't like, this is how you apply this. It was, this is the theory of you should act like a cow and like have somebody, don't be a self-milking cow, have somebody else do all of the stuff for you. Well, this guy went out and he literally said in front of the room, I went out and did a sprint call with my team. I told them that on Monday, I'm going to tape my fingers together and I'm really going to tape my fingers together. And they were looking at me like I was crazy, but they thought it was, they, they were on board. They just thought it was awesome. And I wanted to jump up and say, no, they didn't. They don't understand what the hell you're talking about. What do you mean you're going to tape your hands together? Today, your team had a full-time job. You just told them that on Monday, because you're at a seminar and you heard something this morning, their lives just got exponentially more difficult. And if you think that was exciting for them, I can tell you right now, they might lose sleep this weekend over that sprint call. The only exception is if you have a team that you found people who are willing to stay with you through these types of decisions and you do this to them all the time, then they're used to it. They're rolling their eyes and they know that Monday something's going to happen, but they don't really understand what it is and they don't know, really know why. And maybe, maybe the person who said it has a system and a structure and a way that they apply things with their team and they made the exception and this is the only time that they did this. But the fact is, I've watched this a hundred times. I call it seagull management. The entrepreneur goes to an event, they come back and they fly in like a seagull and crap all over their team, all of their new ideas. And it's in the middle of a day where they already had a full-time job and they had no warning and now you're changing everything and you're taping your hands together and we don't even understand what the heck you're doing. And if you had a forward planning system and a communication structure and a system for, for bringing on the right people and you understand how to hire, you wouldn't be doing that. You'd actually think to yourself, well, this is initiative. You know, there's several different things here that I should get off my plate. I can roll those into my forward planning system the next time I meet with my team. I'll tell them what my outcomes are and where I want to be in 30 days. And then that way, rather than lobbing a grenade at my team on a sprint call at lunch, because that's really what you did, I can tell them what outcome I want, which is I want to do a lot less of the, the work that I'm doing myself. I want to be out of email. I want to be out of all the tactical stuff, which, by the way, this is a conversation I had with my team a long time ago. I, that's a constant conversation I have with my team is how do I not do any of this stuff I don't like to do? That shouldn't be a one-time conversation. That is an evolving conversation. Every day I write down where was I uncomfortable yesterday and it's my team's job to make that go away when it's something in the business and I share it with them and they do everything they can to make it go away because they know if I'm more comfortable and the business does better, so do they. But I've built a massive amount of trust with my team through telling them where we're going to go through a clear strategic planning system they're involved in. Then I've built massive trust with my team because every day at 917, there's a daily huddle. And every, or nine, nine, 9.27, I just had like a little bit of a, <clears throat> a memory lapse. We used to do it at 9.17, it's nine, now 9.27. Every day at 9.27, there's a huddle. And when our weekly meetings start, they, they happen every single week and they start at the right time. And they even get held when I'm not there. And my team has trust that if we go do well and if we go expand the team, that we will systematically bring in the right people, we'll hire the right people, we'll build out the team. And because I've done those things, they're willing to do a ton 
for the business. They're, they come in every single day working so hard that my, my primary means of motivational coaching with my team is motivating them to take care of themselves, motivating them to spend time on self-care, motivating, time, motivating them to, to eat healthy, motivating them to spend time with their family because I have to actually motivate them away from their jobs because they'll just do work all the time if I didn't say, hey, I really want you to be healthy and I want you to spend time with your family and I want you to have the time you need. And, you know, I, I want you to take your daughter to swimming two days a week. And Matt, I want you to ride in crazy bike, bike races around all around Texas and, you know, keep yourself in incredibly ridiculous shape. And Leanne, I want you to go on your nature walks because they make you feel sane. Like those are the things that I encourage my team to do. That's the motivation I have to do. I don't think I've ever once in the past year had to motivate a team member to check into their job. It's the opposite. So for any of you, for any, or for any of us that are ever having trouble feeling like we're managing, there's a reason. When you don't have these things in place, it's not just that you don't manage well. It's that you don't have the appropriate systems and tools to even build a company, much less a team. And if you can't anticipate where you're going and what you're going to need next, you will always be putting out the fire that just happened. And if your team can't count on you to communicate with them in a, a clear, concise way, then they are always waiting for word from on high and they will trust it less and less because it won't be right. And if you don't have a system through which you're hiring the right people, the people in the business will be intimidated to grow it. And you will find that it's like running through molasses, trying to get anything done. And you feel like your team's not doing enough and you feel like you're not getting enough and you think they could be working harder. And sooner or later, you just want to go back to doing it all yourself. Before that happens, get out of management and ascend to leadership. Stop transactional management where you tell people what to do check that it got done and tell them what to do again. Shift to transformational leadership where you give people clear outcomes through a forward planning system, where you have clear accountability because you have a system through which every person in the team knows what they're doing. And then you have clear transparency. You know exactly what the results are. You know exactly what people are doing and, and the team knows exactly what they're doing through a systemized communication system that always happens at the right time. That's how not only you, but your entire team will get into momentum, create ridiculous outcomes. And when you step into transformational leadership, you will be shocked at how much your team is capable of. There will be a day where you are blown away at the output in your business. And there will be a time when you realize that the impact you are having is massive in the world, but it is most prominent, most intense. It's you will have the greatest impact on those most proximal to you. It's the people who are on your team where you're really going to make the ma most massive and most, most long-lasting and most complete and, and total transformational changes. You step into transformational leadership, and not only do you grow, your entire team grows. 
if you're ready to start installing some of these systems in your company, if you're ready to start understanding how to do these things so you can step out of management and step up to leadership, go to billionairecode.com forward slash focus. Next week, I am doing a webinar, a online presentation where it's live. I'm answering all questions and we are going to take you through the same presentation I did at Funnel Hacking Live. We're going to share the entire billionaire code and show you where you are right now as an entrepreneur, what you can, where you, what you will need next so you can anticipate what's coming and the entire path to success for an entrepreneur from zero to a hundred million dollars, go to billionairecode.com forward slash focus and join me next week.